When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Talking City podcast, the first one of the summer. And I am delighted to be joined by Tyro Marshall. Hello. And Simon Baikowski. Hello. How are we all doing? Better than you, Ash. <clears throat> yeah, I am. I'm feeling very down today with yeah. this cough. Yeah, it's the cough, isn't it? It's woke me up at three o'clock the last three nights. Oh, oh dear. No. When you only get in normally at half two, that's not much sleep at all, mate. It's almost like it's in sync, I wake up. What did you do time. to deserve it? 16 I a, pints. I had an induction day at London in Canary Wharf, so oh. that could be why. It's that London air. It's yeah. not nice. It is. You, not know what, nice. you know what they say about the germs that spread around the office in, uh, in Canary Wharf, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <I> <laughs> well, well, we'll leave it there. I've already heard one person, Dan, complaining about my cough. It's being spread to him. Well, so, hopefully, none of the listeners. If it's spread to any of you two, just uh, we're in a very small, confined room here. While you're coughing, you got up, so there's a good chance. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep a quick. We'll keep a concise. Good chance me and Si will both be off on Friday. Yes, yeah. we won't keep the listeners on here for too long. So, to get into it. It's been a while, I think, since you two have actually been together. I mean, since then, I mean, City have won the league. They've won the FA Cup. Companies left and obviously gone to Anderlecht as a player manager. Liverpool have won the Champions League and now we are in the summer. So now I've got all that out of the way. Reflect very, on. very succinct recap. <laughs> we'll see you next week, yeah? yeah. I mean, I mean, I think, where do you think the best place to start is? I mean, so, I mean, we're looking at... I mean, City have won the treble. They've almost had another immaculate season. Players, some players are about, some players have gone, and there's some players that obviously need replacing. Players get older. Where do you where do you see as it stands now for City? I mean, is the focus now primarily on getting players in now for the summer? Or do you think it could be very much a bit like last season, where it may be a bit eased off and? Um, well, we're at that awkward point, aren't we, where you don't know whether to call it this season or last season <laughs> yeah. still. I mean, generally the Champions League tends to be seen as the end, but we've got this Nations League, which may be kind of the yeah, last dregs of this season. I think we're going to say last season now. Champions well, I, would say, over. I would say the Nations League is the end of 2018-19. Because yeah. so. after they're going to sort of go on the holidays. So. As a journalist, that's always the difficult point of when you're writing writing yeah. a piece do you say this season or last season yeah. it feels like nobody has ever set you, you a spend a lot of time over off. that and and nobody cares do they no nobody <laughs> does care. it's getting worked up <laughs> over a thing that doesn't matter um but to to answer your pertinent question um great word yeah i think it's not going to be a massive spend from city i think guardiola <laughs> got a lot of players in and out in his first two years in England yet last year we only really saw Riyad Mahrez come um, I think they you know they want to sign a centre-back because companies left and Otamendi might leave and they want to sign the holding midfielder that they didn't get last summer 
Um, so what, what is the priority for City? We're here to send them back. Just telling you. But, <laughs> but from what I've been reading, and that's pretty much every day, it, I keep always hear about reports of that Juventus fullback and Cancelo joining. I yeah. Mean, he's a fullback, isn't he? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, of the players that they are willing to let go, I think they'd be, they'd be willing to let Delph go if the right offer comes in and Danilo if they get decent money for him if because he's sort of not played as much as he might like so if if the right deal comes in for him they will let him go if they sign um a replacement and it, so if they get you know 20 plus million I think they signed him for 27 two years ago and he's still he's 27 now so you get decent money for him then Cancelo fits fits the bill um, but right back isn't a priority like centre back is because they they really need to sign or even left back as well well again they've moved they were planning to sign a left back and they've gone quiet on that not to say it won't happen but it's not as big a priority as a centre back and if you think about I'm Eric Laporte can has played left back because he's so comfortable on his left foot, then uh, it wouldn't surprise you if they brought in a centre-back who was sort of so comfortable on the ball they could fill in in those wide positions, which is maybe why the wide positions aren't as seen as important as centre-back. Yeah. Ty, do you think City need... Do you think City can get away with a chance window like last summer? Because... I mean, with Mares was was the main arrival last year. Yeah. If you look at Liverpool last year, I mean, they came so close to winning the Champions League in 2018 and lost. The season after they've come back and won that. If you look at this year, they've come so close to winning the Premier League. Then, if you're almost like looking at it like for like, it's almost like next year. That is that is. You think they're going to put all eggs in that basket? So, do you think City? can afford to have a chance to window like, like last summer? Yeah, I don't think they need to do much. I think the issue is, um, well, I mean, a, a transfer window like last summer, they wanted a central midfielder last summer. So they're going to push for one. And well, they're going to get one, aren't they, this year? That's pretty much indisputable. They're not going to miss out on a Fernandinho long-term replacement again. The, the issues for City this year, you were mentioning fullbacks there. Fullbacks are ifs and buts, dependent on who leaves. The two priority issues are centre-half because they've lost one and central midfield because they tried desperately to sign one last year and didn't get one. So I think that is the two the two key areas. They'd have signed more than one last year if they could have got a central midfielder. Um, so I don't think they need to do much. The, the majority of sort of Guardiola's rebuild was done in his first and mostly his second season. It's now kind of, it's kind of gradually phased out these, these older players that there was always a lot written about the older players he inherited and how it was a squad that was growing all together. Gradually, a lot of them have been phased out. Companies now gone. Fernandinho and David Silva, you'd say, have probably only got a season left, you would think, maybe two, but I would think there's a good chance both will go next year. Um, so you're kind of onto the last three of those older players and, and replacing them. David Silva is perhaps less of a concern because Foden's coming through and if, if Gundogan stays, he can play there as well. But what you really need is a company replacement. 
especially if Otamendi pushes for a move and a new Fernandinho. So I think those are going to be the two priorities. If City just signed just two players and it was a centre-half and a centre-midfielder, I think they'd be pretty happy with the window. Yeah, and another void that, I mean, City have to fill is obviously the captaincy and with company leaving. I mean, there's no point saying, uh, can they replace him? Listen, I don't think anyone can say that City, there is a replacement for company. It's almost like, look at all the big clubs with Arsenal with players like Tony Adams, Chelsea with John Terry. Company's just another one with City where you just think, you're never going to have another one like him. But in terms of captaincy, I mean, there's going to have to be someone that replaces that role. Who do you think is lined up for that role? Who do you think the candidates are, the main ones? Well, I mean, the the leadership group at City, with company gone, is still Aguero, Silva, Fernandinho and De Bruyne. Um, I mean, if you're talking seniority, then maybe David Silva. But if you're thinking long term, I think De Bruyne seems the the obvious candidate for that. I mean, you've got Bernardo and Sterling coming through as well. Um, but I think De Bruyne would be would be my pick. You get different kind of captains, don't you, as well? So it's like almost like what kind of what do you think Pep's going to identify? Is it is it going to be like uh, someone who leads by example on the pitch or someone a bit more vocal? What do you think? Do you think Pep would? Well, I mean, it's going to be quite interesting because Guardiola has never actually appointed a captain before as a manager. He's always he inherited Puyol at Barcelona and. Puyol was captain throughout his time there. He inherited Lam at Bayern and Lam stayed captain there and they were both obvious captains. Same at City, inherited company and City's company was City's obvious captain all the time he's been here. So, you know, Guardiola's never had to sort of deal with that issue of appointing a new captain beforehand um, or before rather. I mean, I think it's less relevant these days because so many of the, so many teams now have this leadership group and they do all offer different different people different sort of characteristics and there's different types of people in there so it's not so much now of whether you want a lead by example type of captain or a shouter and baller the leadership group will encompass all of those skill sets so I think I I, I mean when when company wasn't playing David Silva was always the the go-to captain he captain C most in in company's absence but if we're saying he's only got a year left, don't know how much he's going to be in the team next year. I don't really see the point in in giving it to him. It's kind of delaying the issue of who's going to be captain just for another year, maybe two years at the most, but probably not, probably only a year. So so like Sai says, I think it makes sense to appoint a longer term captain and De Bruyne is, is probably the obvious example. We, he's done it for City in the past. Younger than that, then... You'd say Bernard. Bernardo's got a chance, but Bernardo's very much the kind of happy-go-lucky joker type in the dressing room. And I think there's always a chance if you give someone like that the captain's arm and it kind of takes away or can perhaps risk taking away some of those skill sets. You can almost force him to mature when in a way you don't want him to mature off the pitch. You quite like his his happy-go-lucky sense and the fact he's the joker of the pack. You don't want to take that edge away from him. So... You know, Sterling's a, a potential, and we think he might captain England tomorrow, which would be a huge honour for him. But you'd, I, I would say De Bruyne would probably be my my pick as well. I think Guardiola kind of treats the captaincy like English football treats yeah. the Community Shield. Like he he really couldn't couldn't be that interested in it. Whenever whenever you ask him stuff about captains, it it's as if he he's no idea what you're talking about and. 
like there was a point last season when Sterling got the armband in a game and it and us from an English football perspective thought, you know, this is a young man who's showing great improvement in his game. He's a leader off the pitch with everything he's saying. And now that's being recognised in uh, in getting the captain's armband. And, you know, Pep got asked about that and his answer was, like, was he captain? When was he captain? Do you, do you think it's an underestimated role? Because, I mean, every team that's like almost English football that's sort of dominated at some stage, there's, all, there's always been... That guy at the front who like always lifts the trophy. If you look at United, yeah, yeah. he's called the captain. <laughs> yeah. but, but the point I'm making is like it's almost like I see a lot of clubs now almost like say, oh well, we have four or five captains. And when you say and you say that, when you say for example, take take City in the Leicester game. I mean, that game just epitomised what a captain does. Taking yeah. taking taking lead taking lead. Of the group. But that, I don't think that's what a captain does. I think teams that win titles consistently are always packed full of strong leaders and individuals because they're people that win trophies. I would say, if anything, it's a completely overestimated role. I think in English football, we're completely obsessed with the role of captain. You see it with the national team. You know, the, the obsession with as soon as Southgate got the job, who's going to be your captain? Who's going to be your captain? Mm. And he was trying out different people. It was just constant. Who's going to be the next England captain? Like it's some huge sort of role a lot of international teams will just give it to the person with most caps. And I think we've got this obsession with the captaincy. And I think we're seeing it a bit again with this week in Sterling going to be England captain as much as it's an honour for him. I think in a lot of other countries, it'd just be like, oh, it's his 50th cap. It's a nice touch. Move on. Yet we're like, oh God, he's going to be England captain. And I think there's always, I think foreign players and foreign coaches and probably foreign press kind of look at that obsession with the captaincy as a very English trait. And I think a bit like celebrating a corner, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yes, we won this thing close that to the goal. Probably never score from, but fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's um, and maybe a throwback to the past with you know great captains and, and a time when clubs were different rather than um, they're sort of a bit more distant now. Mm-hmm. And I think you know whoever is the next city captain probably isn't going to be as engaging um, as as company was sorry that's just Ash dying in the corner um, <laughs> worse than ever <laughs> uh, we'll yeah so so yeah you, your question was rubbish Ash it as, wouldn't, was, as was your throat it, it wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if Guardiola just gave the captaincy to David Silva because he's the next most experienced player yeah. in or, line after company or if he didn't give the captaincy to anyone yeah. and it was just sorted without his knowledge yeah just didn't make a, yeah. a formal announcement see that's a very English trait I think <laughs> that we're expecting a formal announcement yeah. on who City's next captain is going to be whereas I don't think in Europe that would happen and I don't think there'd no. be much Alex Zinchenko is just going to have it on as they <laughs> yeah. stroll out for the first game and that'll be the end of it. <clears throat> I am literally dying at the moment. <laughs> literally. Like, oh, it's almost like something that's like... Tune in next week to find out if Ash is still alive. <laughs> we'll, we'll A massive plot we'll twist coming at the end. <laughs> One thing we do have that is coming up uh, before I do die is the Nations League. I mean, what, what do you two think of that? I mean, it's obviously a few city representatives that will be playing for both countries, but in terms of a competition, from a city perspective, I still haven't gauged what the actual general opinion on that competition is yet. Is it, is it something you want to win or is it something that's just almost like 
I don't know, <clears throat> a charity shield almost fodder kind of tournament. Yeah, I don't really know what it is, but I like it. <laughs> that kind of vibe, it sort of made friend what could have been friendlies a bit more interesting. And I think Portugal have got a very exciting squad. So of England, so of the Netherlands. Hello, Switzerland. <laughs> Three out of four isn't bad. <laughs> um, yeah, by the time you're listening, Switzerland might have absolutely trashed Portugal and be uh, heavy favourites. But, you know, it's um, it should be a good opportunity to see some interesting games. <clears throat> and do, do you almost get the feeling that if you if you were Pep, would you be almost thinking you'd rather your players have that time off or would it just be a case of, I mean, well, this, this is a competition that you've got to just respecting. They wouldn't be having time off anyway because they'd be playing qualifiers. That is also true. So they'd be playing international football, whatever, I think. Obviously it's a tournament, so it's maybe a little bit different to two qualifiers but I think <coughs> tournament experience is, is probably helpful for a player I'm with Si I enjoyed it I enjoyed the group stage so the group stage was really good last year when normally yeah. you've got you know England playing France and Germany in friendlies that are just achingly dull instead we had some really good competitive games between big teams so I mean in a way it, it, maybe in 20 years we'll look at it and the Nations League is a huge trophy and Switzerland were the first ever winners or England were the first ever winners um, you know maybe it will it will die a death at the, I think the worry for it is the promotion and relegation idea is really good but it might mean that it's never actually as good again as the first season when all the big teams were grouped together because now some big teams have been relegated and some less good international sides have been promoted so next or whenever it is is it Four years, two years. I don't even know after it's played. But four years, isn't it? Don't know. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> It'd be nice oh. when it's on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, so yeah, you, when it's whenever it is next played, which is two, TBA as far as we're concerned, mm. um, it, it might not be as good. But I, I have enjoyed it. I do think it's good, and I think it's added something this week. The fact that it's all in one country and. Things yeah. like that. I and think and it's the concerns good. when it was on was that it was too close to the Champions League, which, you know, we might not get to see the players that were in the Champions League start in the semi-final. But it does mean they're kind of still in competitive mode. And it also means they still probably get at least three weeks off before it all kicks off again mm-hmm. on the pre-season tours. So the club managers cannot be unhappy with it unless they get you know, a serious injury that they probably would have got on international mm. duty anyway. Mm. Also, <clears throat> I'm not going to do the break or anything, but can you actually name all the City players that are in the Nations League? Well. There's, there's, a, there's a fair few. Um, five? We're talking five? So the funny thing is, I didn't even write them down. <laughs> but well, there's the, four for there's England. There's four for England, yeah. Delph, Sterling, Stones and... Walker. 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 Yeah. Uh, Bernardo, Bernardo for Portugal. Bernardo, for Portugal. Yeah. <clears throat> Portugal. Uh, yeah, it's five. It'd be interesting to watch João Felix and mm. uh, Mr. Cancelo. Yeah, I was going to say Cancelo could be, yeah. could be the fifth, fifth sixth name. Sixth. Mm. Um, we might get to see Bruno Fernandes as well, depending on whether his, <laughs> his agent has finished touting him all across Europe yet. Yes, yeah, for... Uh, a player that will not be joining Sissy, but do you think? Never mind. Do you think clubs will look, like scouts will look at and judge players based on 
how they perform in that competition. Like, I suppose if if the if they don't if they don't play really if they do play really well, I mean that's only going to put the transfer price up. But we, do you think we'll look too much into it in terms of like if a is it make or break for player if they play well or play bad? Surely, I mean clubs have already made their minds up mm. before yeah, before th- competitions like I this. I think it's a good opportunity in the same way that sort of any major tournament you tend to get players that get moves off the back of good tournaments and uh, Felix and Cancelo are two that are uh, you know and Delitz for instance in the the Netherlands squad players that are sort of getting a lot of attention so if they impress then they're likely to to only get more attention Mm. extra 50 million on the price if, if Sterling puts Van Dijk on his behind and scores a hat trick um, and then outshines Cristiano Ronaldo in the final then it will be seen as a big moment in Sterling's career even if the Nations League isn't seen as a big thing in five years time a lot of like I mean as a as a top club really you should know every player or certainly every player from England Portugal and Holland <laughs> <laughs> In the in the Nations League and probably most Switzerland ones, so I don't think I don't think there'd be anyone getting. I don't think you'd like to think there'd be no big clubs going. Oh, is this how Felix is all right, isn't he? But Rio Ferdinand then, taking down. Yeah, messy. There's there's Manchester United at the door peeking <laughs> through. Of course, from a purchasing perspective, it, you, you've only got yourself to blame if they go and play really well in the tournament because then it just means yeah. they're going to cost even a lot more than what. Yeah, what this is bought. probably also why clubs don't want to sell them before the tournament because if how Felix suddenly plays better than Ronaldo clubs will be queuing up to pay his release clause when at the moment it's yeah. expected that you can probably get him for cheaper than his release clause so there's probably a, a bit of that and you, you do see players getting moves off the back of a good World Cup often I think players are probably on the radar and it's just kind of happened anyway but we're more interested in them because they've had a good major tournament it's a bit different with this because there's only actually two games to impress in mm. rather yeah. than a full yeah. But, but they should tournament. be they should be of a high standard. Yeah. Which is always always important. Definitely. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully well, like if it does go an extra time, I always, I always wish they'd bring Golden Goal back. Mm. <clears throat> I'd love to have seen that in this tournament, that would have been. Would you prefer Golden Goal or Silver Goal? <clears throat> What's the difference? Silver goal you get until the end of half time. Yeah. Oof, no, golden goal. Golden goal, just flat out win it. End it now. (laughs) Yeah. Mm, I'm not... um, Silver goal would be interesting though, just you concede on the minute to go and you just see everyone bombing forward from kick-off. (laughs) Route one. It it could have been a good chance to trial something different, really. You could have trialled, like, having to take a man off every five minutes. Yeah. Mm. Maybe something like that. That would have made it more interesting. A sort of penalty every time it hits someone's hand in the box (laughs) (laughs) oh weird (laughs) it's your thing in football that's what's going to happen anyway we'll see I mean I mean mean, we've got the fixtures to look forward to next week so we'll I think we'll come back again I'd say in two weeks time there's not going to be new signings to talk about Mm, no I'll let you answer that (laughs) I'm just the host probably not no but I mean the Rodri situation is Interesting, isn't it? I've heard that quieting down a bit as well. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they've they've mentioned uh, there have been two other names mentioned now. Ndombele from Leon, who I don't think I've seen a bad word about him, and no. uh, Marco Llorente from Real Madrid. Um, 
it was kind of at this point last year that City said, oh, we're not just looking at Jorginho, we're looking at mm. these other two players as well and, and they end up signing none of them. So um, Rodri has asked for space to think about space. his future. Um, but it, his is a release clause. Um, so potentially you would think that a deal could be done rather quickly if and when there is if he's once he's had the space and time to think about it and he makes a decision if he decides on City um, then it could be done yeah. all rather quickly I think the biggest takeaway from this is the season's just ended City have won the treble enjoy yeah. it yes. why are you even it. listening to this yeah, don't even yeah. stress about anything else <laughs> just enjoy yourselves yeah yeah. just get under that get under that figurative lemon tree and chill out yeah <laughs> Other clubs around them have far more things to be concerned exactly. about. I think that's fair, exactly. very fair to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, they've signed a few players early in past seasons, but don't always, worry that they haven't signed anyone yeah, yet. Always dependent on circumstances, isn't it? Yeah. Don't worry. City will be all right. Yeah, take away. City will be a lot better than Ash. So yeah, yeah. yeah. that's. Although I haven't coughed for about five minutes. No, you no, no. yeah, you're improving. I'm, I'm, I'm on the mend. Cured. I'm on the mend. But um, <clears throat> thank you, I think, both of you for joining me. We will be back in maybe next week, maybe even the week after. Regardless, if there, is, toes. if there is big news, if there is a big transfer yes. that Simon Baikowski thinks isn't going to happen, then we'll be back <laughs> much sooner than later. Thank, thank you too for joining me. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast via any platform you do listen to us on. Leave a review and we'll be back again soon.